This is Cami, And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 74. Hey, Madeline, I have an irresistible offer for you. Really? What is it? Ah, you're going to have to listen to find out. Oh, man. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. We have a really special guest today. Her name is Lindsay Mirando, and we recently co-hosted a webinar with her about how you can create an irresistible lead magnet to grow your community. We asked Lindsay to come back and give us some more information about building an evergreen funnel. Madeline, tell them about Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay is Hello Bar's Director of Marketing, and Hello Bar is that bar you see at the top of our website. It's super cool. We're big fans of Hello Bar. Lindsay has over 15 years of marketing and business development experience that spans multiple industries. Lindsay prides herself on the creation and implementation of engaging grassroots and online marketing tactics that convert fans into paying happy customers. And Kimmy and I both love that because we're kind of the same in that regard. Uh, Absolutely. When, when Lindsay is not moving the marketing needle for businesses, she is a marketing professor. I did not know this at San Diego Fashion Institute and the author of It's Just the Beginning Break Up, Get Up, and Walk Away. Wow. I mean, this is a great bio. She's a very cool person. So, are you ready, Kimmy? Are you ready? Let's dive in. We're so excited to have you here today, Lindsay. I'm just going to jump right in and start asking you some great questions. I really want to hear a little bit about you and why you're so passionate about helping entrepreneurs and companies build their email lists. Was there like a moment when you realized how important email was? Yeah, it's so funny. Well, thank you so much uh, for having me here. And I apologize if you hear any sirens at any point. We're in a downtown area and sometimes they come through. But you know, I actually started my journey in email marketing in 2002. And one of the first instances where I started to see the value of email marketing was the fact that I was collecting email addresses at a local bar for a Monday night football raffle. Uh, So we had this clipboard that I would walk around with to collect email addresses to enter to win the raffle. I would input the email addresses by hand. I would have to unsubscribe all of the bounces because there was no real like great systems then to do that. Um, And then what was cool is I got to actually see sending out emails and what that did, how that actually filled the bar on off nights, how we were able to actually promote different evenings and get people in. And that was one of the first instances where I saw the power of email marketing. I was like, wow, like if we collect all of these people's information and we start sending to them, like we can actually see some traction. And that that really was it. And from there, I started to actually get to see how do you actually get these people 
to show up. So not only do you just email them, but what do you put in the email? What do you excite them, entice them with? And luckily, there was an email marketing company at the time that was doing more restaurant marketing. And they kind of started to show me that style. So like combined, I got to see how do you collect them? How do you actually send to them? And then then see the results. And that's when I knew, wow, like this is pretty amazing. And it, it was long before all the funnels and everything that we have now. So it was really cool to see it from the beginning. That's awesome. Another question, what is the main problem that we all face if we have a website? Gosh, the main problem that really is happening with those that have a website is keeping people on the site actually getting people to take the action step that you want them to take, whether it be collecting their email address, or perhaps taking your free trial offer or getting a sale. There's a crazy stat out there. 98% of website visitors are leaving without taking the action step you want them to take, which means that you're spending a lot of time, energy, and money between social media, SEO, whatever you may be doing to drive traffic to your website, for them to leave is devastating, right? So that's one of the biggest challenges that business owners face. And I find that websites actually are an afterthought. We spend so much time, energy, and money putting them together and sending people there. And then I can't tell you how often I hear people saying, oh, I haven't updated that forever. Or shoot, I've got to put that free offer on my site. I don't have it on there, right? So I think the biggest challenge or the the biggest issue that exists is that people are leaving sites. So we really got to have to work on keeping them there, engaging them, and making sure our site is actually in line with our overall strategy and marketing plan. Well, and I have another question to that real quick. So I have my website redesigned, madelinescolar.com. I'm very excited about it. I do have a hello bar at the top of there to use as a lead magnet. And you were just talking about, you know, people leaving without doing something, doing what your call to action is. What are your thoughts on the exit pop-up? And I'm wondering if I should add an exit pop-up. Can you give us your thoughts on that? Yes, that is the one that converts the best for us. So we currently have an exit pop-up on holobar.com and we collect an extra 900 free trial signups a month from it. It converts really well. We also have it, our co-founder, Neil Patel, we have an exit pop-up on his site. I believe he collects around 3,000 email addresses a month and it may be even more now. So it works really well. And there's a reason why it works well. It's because if somebody, an exit pop-up only displays when someone's about to leave your site. So if somebody was going to leave anyways, and now you're giving them an offer and something enticing for them to stay, one, it's not intrusive, right? They're not going to be annoyed. And two, you're giving them that extra incentive to kind of throw them over the edge. And they're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to take that offer. Um, so yes, the exit pop-up works really, really well. And in fact, Google did a ton of uh, research and user data research, and they found that people were actually far less annoyed with a page takeover upon exit than a modal on the center of the screen. So exit works really well. And a modal is the one that just kind of slides in, right? The modal is the one that's in the center of the screen. So you oh, can kind of still yeah. see the background, but it's right there in the center. And then the slider would be the one that slides in from the right or left. Thank I know. You. <laughs> Thank you. I know there's so many of these things, you know, it's like yeah. all these little pieces that are so hard to figure out. And I know that the technology part of it is something that really is stressful. I think for a lot of entrepreneurs and people that have websites, like, how do I do this? Where do I put it? What's the best one? Actually, I was just over at Amy Porterfield's site. I went over there because she had a lead magnet she talked about during her podcast that I thought, oh, I would love to have that lead magnet. I went over there and she had one that popped up immediately when I got there because I guess she realized that a lot of people are coming there to get her download after they listen to the podcast. So she just offers it up to you right away. So I guess it depends, right, on what your your goal is. Yeah, it depends on what your goal is. Um, it depends on you know, for those that are, you know, beginner or just starting out, I always say, you know, use something like the exit intent, 
or give it a slight delay because you have to, you do have to be careful with timing. If, if oftentimes, if something's immediate, it could cause people to leave because they haven't had a chance to even take a second to look at your site. For those that are more intermediate or advanced, I always tell them, look at your Google Analytics, see what the data is telling you. What are people doing on your website? If they're bouncing, meaning they're leaving your site, then display upon exit. If they're staying on your pages for a minute or two minutes, then don't display immediately. Display after maybe like 60 seconds or 30 seconds. That way you're giving them time before you're actually intruding. And even people that people that have people staying on their site for a good amount of time, I always tell them to use one of our top bars because it's like they're already on the page. Let's, you know, this will scroll with them. So the message is there with them the whole time. But it's, you know, that way you're making sure that you're timing it correctly. But yeah, it does depend on, you know, what's happening on your website, who's coming to your site and all that. And you are with HelloBar. So, I mean, you do have a tool. So that's awesome. But can you change that toolbar, the top bar to be different on where whatever site, whatever page they're on? Or is uh, it just yeah. one or? Okay. No, yeah, yeah. So what's cool is um, within HelloBar, you can actually say, I only want to show this top bar on this page or only want to show it on this date or at this time. So you can get very nitty gritty. So let's say you have a particular blog post that's all about generating more traffic to your website. So you want your top bar to talk about generating more traffic to your website. So you can literally have that top bar just on that page saying, hey, do you want to generate more traffic to your website? Get our free guide here or whatever the offer may be. So yeah, you can target pages, times, dates, for those that are really advanced, you can get even in more into your Facebook ad, you know, refer, all that kind of stuff. So you can get pretty in detail. But to start, yes, 100%, you can do that. And just before we move to the next question, you did say something at the beginning of this that I want to make sure that we emphasize. And you talked about data, looking at your data. But where would people find that data for their website generally? Generally, you would find it in Google Analytics. So if you don't have it installed, I would certainly suggest that you get it installed. Google Analytics is a great place to start. Other people may be using more heat mapping softwares like Crazy Egg. So you, with something like that, you can actually see where people are dropping off on your site. You can watch recordings like that's getting a little bit more in depth. But to start, I always say first step, always get Google Analytics on your website because that's going to tell you what's happening on pages. And it's going to tell you what are the pages that are the highest traffic pages. That's what I would focus on, right? Highest traffic, meaning you're getting the most people on that page because that's going to give you the most pool of data. Um, so if you only get two people to a page a month, probably doesn't make sense right now to focus on, you know, putting some sort of hello bar there versus if you're getting a thousand people like this is, I find someone's always like, this is a blog post that everyone comes to my site for, or this is the page that everyone comes to my site for. That's where we want to start testing this stuff because that's where you're going to get the most traction. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Love that. How can we set goals that make sense for our business? It's a good, good question. <laughs> So, you know, I think when it comes to setting goals that actually make sense for your business, you have to think about truly what is the ultimate action step you want, whether it be your website visitors or people you're in touch with in person to take. Like, what are you ultimately trying to achieve? Do you want to sell more courses? Do you want to sell coaching or consulting spots? Do you want to like, what do you want to sell more e-commerce products? I think you've got to start there. I mean, I always suggest actually goal setting every 90 days. Years ago, it used to be like goal set for the year. But here's what I found. When I used to do that for a lot of the marketing departments I ran, so much changed in a year. And then suddenly I was like, I can't even remember what our goals were six months ago, even though they were written down on some paper. 
So I always love to goal set every 90 days and I love to look at what are we really going to focus on? So I know a lot of people don't just have one thing, right? You probably have courses and then you've got products and then you've got coaching. So I would really look at like, you know, okay, the next 90 days, like, what do we really want to achieve? Like, where do we want, like, what's going to be the best source of revenue for us? What's going to like keep this business moving upwards and, and where we want to go. And then from there, I would have everything reflect really that goal. So I would say, okay, great. So if the goal is to get 10 coaching clients in the door for our program, then from there, we're going to really focus on our website is going to be all about having a free offer that's going to lead people down to, you know, the coaching program, you know, our or whatever it may be. So an example of this is on neilpatel.com about two years ago, there was a course that Neil wanted to sell, which was an AMP course. So that was his main focus. Like that was his goal. He knew what he wanted to focus on. So if you, when you went on his site, you would notice that every single call to action took you to a webinar, which ultimately introduced the course after he did teaching, right? So because he was able to focus on that a ton, he sold a really good amount of courses because everything kind of directed towards there. So I'd say you have to look at that end game. Like at the end of the day, what do you want your customers to do? Like what's the goal? What do you want to sell? And then you can start doing your goal setting every 90 days to kind of fill in the blanks about, you know, like your community uh, that converts, you know, like how do you get people into that and kind of filling in the blanks so you can get people down that path to that goal. Yeah. And, you know, part of that is obviously the lead magnet. So getting them started down that role. Can we talk a little bit about what a lead magnet is and how to create an offer that people actually want and sort of what, what are your tips for that? Yeah, great question. So yeah, lead magnet actually does fill that in, right? So you've got your goal, you know what you ultimately want people to achieve. Then you have to ask yourself, what steps do they have to take to get to that point, right? I wish that somebody could come to your site and just buy your coaching package for 20 grand or whatever it may be. But oftentimes you got to fill in some middle spaces and that's where the lead magnet comes in. So for those of you that aren't familiar with the term, a lead magnet is a free offer, something that you know is an offer that's going to allow people to get to know you, provide value for your community. And ultimately, you want it to be an offer that is, you know, something that's going to get people down the path you want them to go. Free offers are all around you, whether you go to Costco or the grocery store and get a pizza sample and end up buying the whole pizza or the 14 day gym trial or hopping on a site and getting, you know, a free course or a mini challenge or a book. So how do you actually create a free offer, right? One that's going to be valuable and get people to where you want them to go. I think that is one of the biggest questions because, you know, five to seven years ago, you could just put on your website, join my newsletter and people would say, great, I'm going to put my email address in. But these days they're, you know, free offers are more prevalent online. So people are a lot more protective over what they're going to put their email address in for. So my key tips, first and foremost, you've got to know your ideal client that's coming to your site. And most importantly, you've got to know why are they coming to your site? What solution are they seeking by coming to your site? Because everyone is coming somewhere because they're looking for a solution. You're going to a gym because you're looking to feel healthier or get the glow. You're going to you know, a website about social media so that you can figure out how to grow your social media following. So in order to figure out what your ideal client's pain point is, what are they typing in Google? What are they looking for? How to find this or how to grow my followers or how to grow my email list, right? That's step one. You've got to know what they're looking for and seeking. Then from there to create the offer. So let's take, for example, somebody, their pain point is, how do I grow my email list? That's what they're really focused on. They want to know how they grow their email list. You know that's your ideal client. They come to you because you are the email list guru, right? So you know that. So how do you fill in that free offer? So from there, you would want to think about, okay, great. Maybe I'm going to give them like a guide, my top 10 email list 
uh, building tips that help me grow my list by up to 100,000 people, right? Or maybe it's something like five-day mini email list challenge, how to grow your email list by collect your first 1,000 email addresses, right? Meeting them with that, like, hey, I'm going to give you this simple thing that's going to get you to where you ultimately want to go. So a lot of people get tripped up on, well, should I do a challenge? Should I do an ebook? Should I do a course? Should I do, you know, what should I do? Because there's so many different free offers. So here's what I tell people. Once you've captured that pain point, you know what people are looking for, what they're coming to you for specifically, then whether it's a course, a challenge, whatever it may be, that's kind of the vehicle, right? So I always look at what do you already have? So if you are trying to ultimately sell an online course about email list building, take a little portion of that course and make it into like a five-day mini course on email list building or a five-day mini challenge on email list building, right? A lot of times it's actually just semantics. It's You really want to think about like what is going to ultimately get them some quick wins and results. Because if you can do that with your free offer, they are going to buy your product. If they say, oh my gosh, Madeline, Cami, I just got like even 20 email addresses from your free offer, they're going to buy your ultimate course on building your list, right? Because they're like, I already saw some quick wins. So really start to think about what you already have and using that, using a portion of that as your free offer. And the way to know that is, whether you're a coach, consultant, or product-based, like ask your people that have downloaded it, that have you know hired you as a coach, what were the biggest aha moments you had? And then use that part as your free offer. So we think, got to go know your ideal client. Um, you've got to make sure you know the pain point, you're solving their pain points and solution. You're taking a portion of what you already have that's going to get them some quick wins as that free offer. And then from there, you just got to get it live. Because you could like rack your brain and think that something's going to work really well. But unless you test it and get it out, you never know. And one key tip on that that I have is that ask your audience. So let's say you're coming up with a new free offer. Ask your audience, hey, here's three things I'm thinking about creating or making. Would you guys download these? Like do a little vote on Facebook or have people comment below on you know Instagram, Twitter, whatever it may be. They're going to tell you what they want. And so that way you don't go and create this free offer um, and then spend all this time and find out that it doesn't work. So those are kind of my top tips. Use what you already have, though, I think is the most valuable. You do not have to go hire a film crew and hire (laughs) an expensive designer to make your free offer, you guys. All that matters is that people get results from your free offer. So if that's a one-pager that's going to change their life, then make it a one-pager that's going to change their life. Like They just need to get results in order to ultimately hire you or buy your product. I love that. That is so, such great tips, great information. My gosh, that's cool. Yeah, that's really good. And and yeah. I love when you talk about like polling your audience. I'm really big on that. We talk about that quite a bit here on the podcast. I love just doing a Facebook poll. And I've asked my community about a variety of courses like, hey, I'm working on some new courses. Which ones are you interested in? And I will list out some of the ones I want to work on. And it's so interesting when you do this because I have in my mind like, okay, I know what the top ones are going to be. And then I'm always surprised at the answers. It's like, oh, I was wrong. And it's important to listen to your audience because they'll dictate what they want. Yeah. Right. And also, if you if you are just starting out and you don't have a big audience yet, you can also ask these kinds of questions in a, a Facebook group, say, in the same kind of niche that you're in, you know, like, hey, I'm just need a, some feedback. I'm thinking about doing this. Which ones of these sound most interesting to you guys? You know, that's the kind of thing you can put in a group and not seem real spammy because you're not selling anything. You're just asking a question, right? So totally. So is there anything that works better than others, though, that you found? Um, I mean, because you were talking about keeping it 
a quick win. I would like to kind of hone in on that. So like a big ebook versus like a worksheet. I mean, what a video. I mean, what have you guys been finding that's works working well? Yeah, great question. So recently we found like mini courses, challenges work really well. So taking that content and just kind of putting it in the form of like, hey, five day challenge, and then maybe you just deliver that via email. Mini courses have worked really well. So like a five day mini course or a three day mini course. And the reason why I keep saying like five day or three day, people get like onto the next thing very easily. So that's how you can start to get a quick win, right? Is just make it something short, simple for them. Journeys work really well. So for those in like the health, wellness space or just any space, really taking people along the path of your journey. So maybe like you're trying like paleo um, and it's like your 30 day paleo challenge, like come along with me and see like what works, what doesn't, what recipes, like my failures. People love that, especially when they're trying to be like you or they're trying to, you know, understand you. So those work really, really well as well. Ebooks. So thing with ebooks is I think that you can't just call it an ebook, right? You can't just say like, download my ebook. Unfortunately, you used to be able to say that, but I find that you've got to, if it's going to be an ebook, you've got to like tell them the the results that they're going to get from this ebook. Like, you know, it's my ebook on five must-haves to building your email list that will guaranteed to get you whatever emails, like something that, and again, don't make something clickbaity, make sure that they're actually going to get results from it, right? But I would say for ebooks, what works a little bit better is more checklists. People love cheat sheets, checklists, like quick guides, things like that. Uh, We had a client that was in health and wellness space and we did like five simple healthy recipes for your family because it was busy moms that didn't have time to cook and wanted healthy recipes, right? So that's key. So I think checklists, cheat sheets, uh, mini courses, challenges, those all work really well. One that was kind of fun that we did recently that worked really well and is so simple. Um, it was an e-commerce site and the gal sold swimsuits. And so she doesn't get much traffic at all. And what we tested was giving away $100 gift cards. So enter to win $100 gift cards, a more raffle. And she collected in nine days, 16 email addresses and sold $150 swimsuit. And this is someone that gets like under 100 visitors a month. So it's not like a crazy amount of traffic. But because it was fun and like exciting, people were like, oh, I'll put my email address in for that. So I think you can go that way too. Like you can think of more like interactive quizzes. I forgot to say quizzes work really, really well as well. So we use a software called Lead Quizzes and you can actually use it with Hello Bar. So you could use the click goal in Hello Bar so that the button takes you to the quiz. Those work really well. The reason why is people love interaction and they're calling it like gamification now. So interactive quizzes work really well and you can really use it for any industry, whether you're in e-commerce and like trying to figure out like what your, your shoe or purse style or if you know, um, you're helping people in health and wellness or helping people with digital marketing. But yeah, so I would say top ones, quizzes, mini courses, mini challenges. And then if you're going to do more of an ebook style, something like a cheat sheet or a quick downloadable. Yeah, that's great. It seems like ebooks are just so overdone. So these are some great ideas. I love that. How should you make your offer? What works best? Yeah, good question. Um, <laughs> so are you talking about in terms of actually uh, creating the offer on like, uh, whether you use like a design website or something like that, or actually? Mm-hmm. Implement? Okay, cool. Yeah. So this is funny. It's kind of a random this week, but I always would tell people to use things like Canva, Design Wizards, because you can just design something really quickly and you don't have to be a designer really simple software is to shoot out a PDF or a checklist or things like that. So for PDF checklists, you could use those. 
Also, I just met with a company this week called Beacon, and they actually... Have you guys used them? Yes. Okay, good. We both used it. I was like, this is amazing. How did I not know that this was out there? So good. I'm glad that you said that because yeah, they sounded amazing. I haven't had a chance to test all the software yet, but I'm really excited. So in terms of like that kind of stuff for designing, I would say those. For those that are doing more like courses, challenges, things like that, you guys... I would literally just like get a little iPhone stand, use your iPhone to film yourself for the, you know, three day challenge or the five day challenge, pop that video on YouTube and then put it like in an email, like just get it in your email server. Like you don't need to have like a membership portal that people go to, to like get, you know, this free five day challenge. So I would say if you're doing more video stuff, that's how I would do it. I literally just use the iPhone, a little stand and pop it on YouTube and put in your email marketing. And I think you can, I think you can make it so that they have to have the link in order to view it. So you can make it private except for to the link, right? Yep, totally. You can do unlisted on YouTube. um, And then they can only have access to it if they have the link. So that way you wouldn't think that like people, everyone can have it. So yeah, 100%. And then if you're going to do like a mini challenge um, and you're not going to do any video, I would deliver that via either email So maybe you set up a little email series where you're delivering a challenge each day in their inbox. Or it's always great to do stuff like that if you have a private Facebook group to do it in there because it encourages your email list to get over into your private Facebook group and it increases engagement. So you can do the challenge over there and then maybe take the videos from there and use them long term. So that's another way to do it. I'm a big fan of like repurposing content constantly. But that's what I would say for uh, the more videos. And then like I mentioned, for quizzes, we use lead quizzes. That works really well. And we just use like the Hello Bar assets and, and then they can head over to lead quizzes. These are great, 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 great. So how do you know you're doing really well? I mean, what should you expect? You were talking about some amazing results earlier with Neil Patel, but I mean, what what is it that you should expect? How many emails should you be collecting based on how much traffic you're getting and and so on? Yeah, great question. So standardly for like standard lead magnet for every 100 visitors you see on your site, you should collect around five email addresses. On neilpatel.com, roughly it's about 7.4 email addresses for every 100 visitors. But I truly think like if you have an amazing enticing offer, you're going to collect a lot more than that. Especially when you start to utilize your social media channels, sending people back, you know, really kind of pool your resources. I talked to this gal like a few weeks ago. I can't remember if I mentioned this to you, but she created this guide on how to create, I think it was like a month's worth of content in 10 minutes. And she collected 200 email addresses like in, I think it was like the first week or two that she put it out because everyone struggles with creating content and you just told them they could create it in 10 minutes. So that's kind of like, you know, standard what I would say. But I also think I've seen people go above and beyond that. But, you know, I think... Again, when you ask your audience, like Madeline was saying, they're going to tell you what they want or need. And that's when I think you're going to start to see those higher conversion rates. Because then you also develop this group of people that's like, you can get them on the waiting list for the lead magnet, right? Or like, hey, if you guys are really interested, excited, like make sure to sign up. I'm releasing it on this day. Like you kind of build the buzz. So you're able to increase those numbers. But standardly around five emails for every hundred visitors would be a good kind of benchmark. So if you're not getting that good of a, of a rate, you should think about the offer or is it the traffic or what's, you know, how would you, you know, tweak that? Yeah, such a great question. Well, honestly, that's one of the reasons why I love Holobar so much because I think that's when the testing part comes in. Because within Holobar, you can actually test, you could test two different offers, you could test two different headlines, um, you could test two different graphics. 
But where we always start is actually we start with the headline because what we find is it comes down to text usually, right? Of course, the offer is important for them long-term gain to them to hire you and to you know buy your product. But first, it really starts with like that headline. So I usually start with thinking about how can we swap the headline? And then from there, once I find a headline that's working well, if it's still not like if it's still not working well, then it may just be the offer and I need to actually test the offer. But if I find one that's working well, then I'm like, okay, this this is actually gaining some traction. So I would start with testing the headline. And then again, from there, if it's not working, then you can look at maybe testing your offer. Or if you're like, you know what, I don't want to test my headline yet. I just want to test four offers. Then you can do that too, right? So we did this probably last, I think it was last year. We had a client that had a good amount of like uh, downloadables and cheat sheets and stuff. So we basically on her highest traffic pages, we tested three different cheat sheets. Um, and that was it. Like we just like tested them against each other as offers and found out which ones converted the best. And then we used that offer. So you can do that for sure. I always do suggest starting with the headline text because I think that's where you're going to see the most traction. But then from there, you can certainly test the offers and see. Yeah, this has been such great information, Lindsay. I feel like we could talk all day about all of this. Uh, very insightful, very impactful. So we did, uh, for everybody listening, we did a free Evergreen webinar with Lindsay recently where we go into more depth of this topic. And so we're going to have a link in the show notes where you can download this webinar. Kimmy, I think that was, we had such a great time doing that. I'm excited that we'll have this available, that it will live on because it was such great information. Yeah. And I, I think also Lindsay had some, a really great offer to try Hello Bar with it. So you do have to kind of go and download the webinar to get that offer, but they have a really great software that both Madeline and I are using on our websites, as well as on the communities that convert website to kind of test it. And it's a really great piece of software, really easy to use. I'm hoping that you guys are going to at least try it. It's, it's free to try. And I, I don't know how, what Lindsay has for us, but maybe she can tell us about it a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. So about the offer. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. So once you get through the, the webinar and the link and everything, it'll be a free 30-day trial of our Hello Bar growth plan, which is great because so you go more in depth in the webinar, you can actually, and everything we talked about here today, you can actually just start implementing it and taking action. So free 30 days, as well as for those that take the trial, we have some really amazing bonuses. So we have some fill in the blank headlines. I'm totally spoiling it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So wait, let me tell you, stop right there. We have some amazing bonuses for you though, the, about headlines and all the things we said. And you know that Madeline and I are huge on action takers, huge. Yes. So if you want to take action here, it literally costs you nothing. We've set it up for you. Yes, we are affiliates. We set it up that way so we could do this for you. So yes, we are affiliates for this program. But the reason we are is because we so much want you to take action on this and get this set up. We wanted to take action on this and get it set up. That's why we did it. So we hope you join us in this. Yeah, because we we both use Hello Bar on our sites and on the Communities That Convert website. And it's a great tool that works. And Lindsay, I love how you guys are just so easy to work with. Y'all are so helpful. It just makes it an even better experience. Because, you know, sometimes you sign up for services and you get no support, especially on, on a free trial. You know, nobody helps you. You feel so alone. And and it usually goes no further than that. So you guys really go above and beyond. And I think it's one of the reasons why we love working with y'all. 
Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so all you have to do is head over to communitysecret.com and you can go to this episode with Lindsay at Hello Bar and you will be able to um, download that webinar and free trial and all that information from the show notes. Yeah. Thank you so much for being our guest today, Lindsay. This is so much thank fun. You. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You're a wealth of knowledge. We super appreciate it. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week with another episode of Communities That Convert. Yeah, we'll see you then. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know, you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from The Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. And that's suite spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cammie through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Communities That Convert.